welcome back to the Leanne Shelton podcast. So excited to have you here again. And today we've got a guest episode. And this one I've just been hanging out for. Uh, It's with someone that I've been working very closely with recently, and that is Jennifer Hill. Um, And the reason I was working so closely with her was because I was editing her first book. It was my first book editing too. And I really got to know her story and the at Fui approach, which is extended, how to make the fook out of yourself without <laughs> swearing here. Um, it's such an awesome book. And I knew it'd be very inspiring to talk about on the show. And I wanted to talk about it with you all, as well as her own experiences with following this method. Uh, So yeah, if you have come to this podcast for the first time, welcome, welcome. This is a place to get your creative juices flowing. Uh, We have both solo and guest episodes, and it's all about the marketing, sales, copywriting, business growth, and the mindset. And today is very much about the mindset side of things. Uh, Now, Jen is joining us. Welcome, Jen. So excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Leanne. I'm really excited to be here. Yay! Uh, Yes, we're getting right into the flow of things and I'll just read out um, your beautiful bio uh, just so everyone knows who we are talking with today. And Jen, she wears many hats as an American, as you could tell by the accent, uh, Australian author, entrepreneur and creator. She also writes, delivers and delivers, sorry, motivating speeches as a qualified management consultant and PMBOK project manager, among other things. She loves spending time with her family, her pug Ricky Bobby, listening to EMD and country music, lifting weights, doing spin classes, and drinking dirty martinis. So she gets, keeps the alcohol on there, among all the exercise. And she believes that life is a creative endeavor where transformation and personal metamorphosis should be the norm, not an exception. So I'm so excited to have you and I'd like to, let's just delve into this topic straight away. How did you come up with the Atfui approach? Well, exactly. This is where it all started. So I turned 50 right in the middle of COVID and it wasn't, um, it wasn't, I wasn't very excited about it. Let's put it that way. Um, COVID was a great time to indulge my passion for food and wine. And um, about a year later, I was not in good shape. Um, So I got my health jump started, journey jump started um, with a friend of mine, lost a lot of weight, got back into fitness again, which was fantastic. And then in um, late 2022, I actually decided to undertake a fitness competition. I had no prior experience. I'd never done anything quite so daring in my life. It was actually a bikini competition. So I was 52 years old. And um, the entire process took around 15 weeks. It took about 70 weight sessions, hours of walking, a very strict adherence to counting calories and macros, and one very tremendously talented coach. And at the beginning of the process, my coach said to me, why do you want to do this crazy thing? Why Why? Why are you interested in this? And I, I took a minute while I thought about it. I said, you know, honestly, I just want to amaze the F out of myself. And her eyes really lit up. And I thought, honestly, how often do you get to say that? And how often do you get to hear it? Um, And that's when we started working together. So I actually did walk away with a third place medal, even though that wasn't my goal at the time. The goal was just to compete in the competition. And it really 
was a fantastic experience. I, I felt very awake in my life, in my, um, in my everyday life. I, I really, something had really woken me up. Um, and I, I just was absolutely amazed that I could accomplish this thing. And it really started me thinking about how, why had I completed this project when in the past I had quit so many other projects? Um, and that's really the, the questions I, when I started delving into it. So I started looking at what was the methodology and that's how it all started. Yeah. And I, I know like the ins and outs of this, I'm trying very hard to be curious <laughs> and pretend I don't know this, uh, but what, what's involved in it? Like what's involved in the approach and actually for Bikini Com, had you already kind yeah. of told yourself this is the approach um, or did you just kind of come up with 15 weeks randomly? Uh, like, yeah. What, that? That's a yeah. great question. So the 15 weeks was the was the amount of time we had. Actually, I think it it was it was 14 weeks, 15 week program. It was the amount of time we we just had before the first competition. And my coach was pretty clear that that it was going to be a stretch. It was going to be hard work. And it while it was achievable, it was definitely a stretch goal. And of course, more time would have been better. But um, you know, according to Parkinson's law, generally you, your task time expands to fill the time you have the task expense so you know if we we did it 15 weeks we could have gotten it in 24 but we did it 15 so quite simply it's a the Atfui approach is a really simple three-step approach it's not easy but it's really simple and the concept is is quite frankly that you get yourself a good cma what i call a coach mentor or accountability partner the second is that you link your goal to an event that you can't move, negotiate, alter, or amend in any way. That event's going to go on with or without you. Uh, it creates a lot of a fooey, uh, sorry, a lot of um, FOMO, but it also creates a real, uh, almost a reward at the end as well. You know, we all like to be involved in events or concerts or whatnot. It's just now you're part of the show. And the other is to time box it. So when I really started looking at this idea, I was thinking, you know, how long a season is, uh, how long, uh, you know, how long lunar cycles are, and also looking at how long it takes to establish new habits. And I've really settled on that 14 to 16 week period as being quite optimal. You can do, you know, three to four of these projects every year. Uh, you can do them in any area of your life. And it's really a hypothesis that I'm now on a, on a mad mission to test. Um, so Leanne, as you know, the book, uh, Amaze the F Out of Yourself was actually written in 15 and a half weeks from what to go. And you were my CMA, my coach, mentor, and accountability partner. And our linked event was the Cannes Tropical Writers Festival, which just happened to be held for the first time face-to-face -face in five years. So we've done two now. Um, we're just about to embark on our third at Pui. And I say we, because I'm always going to have a coach, mentor, and accountability partner. So I'm never alone. Um, I'm always being held accountable and I'm being guided by people and individuals and experts who have methodologies to get where I want to go. Um, and it's been such an amazing experience to get to know so many different people, uh, their talents, their abilities, and to really leverage their expertise to accomplish amazing things in less time. Yeah. And how have you utilized that CMA? Like it's weekly. I know with myself, mm. we did the weekly half hour check-ins via Zoom. Yeah. Uh, how, did it, how did it work with your like fitness coach? Interestingly for me, so far, all my CMAs has been weekly check-ins. Mm -hmm. um, I tend 
with my fitness coach, her approach was never to give me much more than a week's worth of information, work, tasks. And I found that that really worked for me. It stopped me from getting overwhelmed. It stopped me from going too far in my mind in the future and awfulizing or um, trying to solve problems that weren't even on the radar yet. It kept me very, very laser focused on what I had to do right then. It stopped me from getting stressed or tired or overwhelmed. So for me, I, I don't mind if my coaches kind of give me the lay of the land or or paint a picture of what the future is going to look like. But I've found it incredibly valuable to just have a list of things I need to do and go do them. I try not to even look at my workouts until I'm at the gym. Um, you know, I, I try and just really maximize being present um, in the moment so that I don't, I don't have any of the associated stress or concerns that may come from looking too far into the future. Yeah. And so then you've had that external event at the end, like you said, so it's something will happen regardless of whether you hit your goal or not. Mm. Um, I'm assuming you had some fears though, that you wouldn't necessarily get to the bikini competition or you wouldn't get. Your Absolutely. Time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and there's a wonderful concept in the book that I, there's a section called failure is not feasible. And I really do believe uh, I've, I've worked for a long time in software development. Um, as a project manager, I work with a lot of technologists and I'm uh, really interested in and involved in agile software development methodology. And one of the things they talk about is a minimum viable product, right? Getting something uh, bite-sized pieces of functionality to market quite quickly. They don't worry about perfection. They worry about functionality. And so we've really applied that principle in the FUI approach because for every FUI you do, for every project you undertake, you're expanding as an individual. You are becoming something more. You are evolving. Um, you're learning a new skill. You're maybe getting introduced to a new industry, like I was introduced to the fitness industry and the bodybuilding industry. You're learning techniques that you never would have been introduced to otherwise. Um, and so you're really on that constant improvement cycle, that continuous improvement, which is another thing they do in Agile. So you really can't fail. So for example, if I hadn't gotten to the fitness event, to the bikini comp, or I had had an injury, or you know, I had quit, I would have still had better overall fitness, uh, less body fat. I would have been stronger. I would have begun a um, fitness regime. You know, I would have had a new fitness habit. So the the event itself was exciting and it created momentum and it was um, an opportunity to just revel in my successes, our successes, but it wasn't really the end goal. The end goal is change. The end goal is evolution and metamorphosis, personal change. At what point in the process did you sign up for that bikini comp? Like, was it towards the beginning? Was it halfway? Was it towards yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's a fascinating question because actually my coach said to me, do not register yet. She told me when to register. I said, why would I want to register? I'm so excited. And she said, look, if for whatever reason you do get injured, you know, those fees are non-refundable. You lose your money. Um, as it turned out, I didn't even participate in the second comp. I kind of felt I'd proven everything I needed to with the first competition. So I didn't even attend the second one. So that would have been a complete waste of money. Instead, what she encouraged me to do was to follow their socials. Uh, follow a few bodybuilders, women in the industry that might be inspiring or have, um, you know, little bits of wisdom that they could share. And so that was keeping me involved in the industry and kept me informed. 
without putting me financially at risk. So one of the ideas that we propagate with the at free approach is you need to be using resources um, that you have available to you right now. So that means human resources, you know, friends, colleagues, family members, leverage on their support. You have to have the finances. You have, you have to be able to afford the project that you want to do. You never want to put yourself in debt or compromise yourself financially. You need to have the energy. You need to have the physical stamina. Um, you need to have the time or be able to repurpose your time accordingly. Because the idea is that you want to leverage the expertise of your external CMA. You want to undertake as much change as you can in the 14, 16 weeks and use that end linked goal, linked event as um, as a motivator. So you want to do it with what you have available to you right now. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, 100% because you don't want to go, oh, yeah, I'm going to enter a bikini comp 15 weeks from now, but I haven't lifted any weights ever. Uh, right. <laughs> right. So it needs you need to at least be kind of on the way there or seem like I can't even spell my own name let alone write a book uh yeah yeah exactly right yeah that's a, that's a very good yeah. point and, and you know and you would know this intimately because of the book is that you know I I've written most of my life I have a creative writing degree from university which I've never really utilized but I knew that I had an idea that writing a how-to book we could we could do that in the time allotted whereas I've never written a novel before so it didn't make a whole lot of sense for me to say well, I'm going to write a novel in 15 weeks. Now, that is possible, and it is an FUI that I think I'll probably undertake sometime in the future, but I'll need a novelist as my CMA. I'll need someone who has a proven methodology for how to get from never having written a novel to doing it in that amount of time. Um, so that is probably one of that FUIs that's in my, on my future roadmap. Yeah, and I was going to ask how you find the perfect CMA. Uh, I know like your fitness coach obviously had trained people for bikini comps before, so I had, knew exactly what to do. Yes. Uh, so that, you know, was a coach. In terms of me, I think I was more of the accountability because I personally hadn't written a book before, but I'd read a lot and I knew how to edit in general for through copywriting. So yes. you know, I had that, I did, you know, I was fully transparent with you at the very beginning. I remember going, I haven't actually written a book, but I know what works and structure wise, what I'm interested to read and all that kind of thing. So yes. um, what's, yeah, what's your advice? I mean, it could even just be someone with a mentor who's just, yeah, purely accountability. Um, maybe they've got some insight. They don't have to be, they don't have to know exactly the right steps, do they? They could just be that support. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's, so there are a couple of reasons we end up working together. One is because I I believed quite firmly that you could help me with a consistent tone of voice. We both are kind of matched in energy and um, and also your knowledge of structure, written structure, <clears throat> excuse me, was going to be pivotal. And in fact, we restructured the book several times. And I believe that it is exactly because of those restructures that we got picked up by, um, the prologue got picked up by Women's Health e-magazine. Um, I think the book is the quality it is because of your knowledge of, of structure and what works. In terms of how to find the right CMA, it, again, the FOE approach is still fairly, um, 
hypothetical. We're still testing it out. But in concept, it really should be the fitness comp was a perfect example. Kate Cat, sorry, had taken people to bikini comps successfully before and they had ranked and they had won medals. So I knew she could do that. I knew you could write and edit effectively because I wanted a quality product. The woman I'm working with now, um, I know that she creates recognizable and um, trusted brands for small to medium-sized enterprises. So I'm working with her now on how to build our sales funnel for the book um, and have it be on brand and on point. So I think it really is, it, it, it really does depend on what your goal is. Um, if you're, if one, if your app fooey is to hike a large rock on this planet, <laughs> you know, a big mountain or something, and you want to prepare for that, I would strongly suggest you find a mountaineer or someone who's done it before. Uh, I wouldn't go with a novice. If it's something a little bit more creative or fluid, you, you might find a very different, um, type of coach, a creative or somebody who's been in the industry a long time and kind of knows how that industry hangs together or, can fast track your project because of who they know. Um, so it really depends on the goal and the individual. And I'm really excited to see what people are going to come up with to do at FUIs. I have, I'm talking to someone at the moment who wants to do something around rekindling her love for photography. Um, I'm talking to another gentleman about, he wants to be build something. He's a software developer, but he wants to change the world and give back and help people with real life problems like poverty. Um, or homelessness. And so he's strategizing how he can use his skills to make a real world difference. Um, there's going to be lots of, lots of interesting things that come out of this, I'm hoping. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, I want to know like some great stories that you've heard. Cause I know that's going to be hopefully a next, another book, like collecting all these awesome stories. Yes. People. yes. Um, yeah. So keep us posted. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to hear how. Oh, you'll go. know when the success stories comes out. Absolutely. Well, oh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like, why do you think people need the Epfilio approach in their life? Like, and who would this be ideal for? Ideally, it's anyone that's feeling a little bit stuck. Um, I know I was at a dinner party a couple of months ago, mainly around middle-aged women, <laughs> um, but there were some middle-aged men there as well. And I said to them, you know, when was the last time you did something for yourself? And they went, oh, yeah, right, well. And I said, when was the last time you felt an unbelievable surge of joy and excitement and, you know, crazy laugh out loud, run in the rain type? And they went, well, not for a really long time ever. I said, that's what I, you know, I, I feel like we deserve that as human beings. One of the best, one of the biggest gifts is our ability to feel right? all the big stuff, all the wonderful stuff, but all the crappy stuff too. But that ability to feel, to be awake, to be alive, to amaze ourselves. Um, it just comes with this unbelievable sense of achievement. Um, it cultivates self-confidence. You, you hold yourself differently. You engage with other people differently. I feel in my own life it has brought opportunities to me rather than me having to chase them. They just show up. I think we all want big bodacious lives that we really inhabit the center of. And I believe we have a right to this and using the resources we have and leveraging off external expertise of others. I really believe we can have that kind of life. I love it. And you know, I, I'm always jumping onto new opportunities, like becoming a trivia host. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I know. I love it. This is so, just part of my life. Cause I, I, yeah. I made this 
um, packed myself a long time ago. I can't remember when. It could have been, I think it was even before kids, but definitely after kids. I was like, I want every year there to be something different in my year. Like whether it's I learned tap dancing, you know, as an adult, or I attempted yeah. pole dancing, not a fan. I can't do upside down stuff. So <laughs> I lost the term, got some photos. I'm like, done. Um, you know, I also, you know, tend to learn languages and I've, um, years that I've, well, I tried out for a musical last year, didn't get in because, you know, don't the but best you thing. tried out, right. You put yourself out there and this, this is not a new concept. I mean, Tim Ferriss talked about this years ago in the four hour work week. He talks about mini retirements, um, where he goes into basically immersions and learns, um, the tango or he learns, I think it was Brazilian cage fighting. I can't quite recall. You know, he really challenged himself to take on new things and to immerse himself in new experiences. And and I and I really believe in that approach. You know, I have no interest in retiring. I have no interest in playing golf all day long. What I want is to build a life that's bigger than me, that is about empowering others to take charge of their lives, to change in positive ways, to give back, to, um, you know, give to the charities I believe in and to really create opportunities for other people. Yeah, I love that. I, yeah. So if anyone out there you're listening going, yeah, I'm just kind of over things. Yeah. If you're a little stuck, if you're a little, if you're going, hey, I didn't sign up for this. What, you know, what about those dreams you had as a kid? What, what, you know, we didn't really know many of us that there were limitations when we were kids or we we thought we could be anything. Well, I do. I think you can. I think you can still do that. And I think that middle age, but at any age, any stage is a great time to start to wake up. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, how can people pick goals? Like what's where they start? So obviously start yeah. with their childhood dreams. So like for me, I wanted yeah. to be an so like I could go get, all right, I'll get some photos done and just sign up to a modeling agency and then just see what happens. Yeah. Um, absolutely no, that would be a great app for you right get yourself a coach who's been in the industry that knows how it works um, link it to an event that you really want to be a part of and then see what you can do in that 14 to 16 weeks so there is a, a workbook on our website it's free to download you can download as many times as you like and it walks you through kind of some of the finer points of of the three steps and also is a workbook so that you can work workshop you're at FUI. There's also an area where when you do find your CMA, you can write that contract down together so you both know what you've agreed to and what you're accountable for. So I always say that you're accountable to your coach, but you're 100% responsible for yourself. Love it. I'll put a, a link in the show notes, everyone, if you want to like look that up. Fantastic. Um, Thank you. I want to hear, so, okay, so before people do like go on this journey, we'd love to hear what kind of struggles that you experience for both, um, you know, for both the Kenny Comp and Ryan the book, and even mm. now with your new one, uh, struggles slash learnings because they can sometimes <laughs> be overlapping. Yes, of course. Um, that's a great question. Look, I get bored easily. So keeping my my like, head in yeah. the game and, and, and avoiding the next shiny object is a big part for me. Self-doubt is a really, uh, I believe, is going to be part of every FOE that anyone undertakes. <clears throat> For example, you know, when we first started the book, we were, I was hitting my word count pretty consistently, but the restructure threw me a little bit. For a while, I was, I was really unsure whether we, we had a quality product. Um, I had a lot of self-doubt. I would often come down from the office some mornings and go, oh, you know, no words. <laughs> it sounds like crap. This is a terrible idea. I'm never going to make it. My husband would go, it's okay. You're right on track. The self-doubt is part of the creative process. It's okay. Um, 
you know, when we were getting ready for the bikini comp, I, I couldn't see it. I, there's almost a, a form of body dysmorphia where I would go, I feel like things are changing, but I look in the mirror and I don't feel like I look any different or, and then, you know, you, you get that spray tan and you glitz up with the fake jewelry and you put on this ridiculously shiny bikini and you go, Oh, right. Okay. That is different than 15 weeks ago when you actually look at the, so I think for me, recognizing that self-doubt is a part of every new thing, recognizing that you will feel fear, you, you know, you will feel uncertain whether you can do it or not. And that's okay. You just keep showing up. You keep checking in with your CMA. You keep doing the thing that's right in front of you. And that consistency, um, you know, kids know that when they're learning to walk, right? You never see it. I mean, they do get frustrated from time to time, but they generally just get up and try again. So we get a little bit in our heads sometimes, I think, when we think we're failing, but we can't fail with this because we're just trying to change. And what do you think about the little rewards along the way? Mm, definitely. Well, that's the other thing I like about the Infowee approach, right? 14 to 16 weeks is going to go really fast. And it does go really fast. And so the Cannes Tropical Writers Festival was a great example. You know, I was there to launch my book. We we published it on the way to the airport. Um, but the reward of getting to hang out with writers and creatives, and I got to meet the former mayor of Cannes, and I got to meet Tony um, Barr, I think his name is, an author. And it, it was just, you know, it was yes, I was there to launch my book, but it was such a fantastic reward. I got to hang out by the pool and, you know, explore a new um, city. And it was, it was absolutely, it was, it was just what I needed. You know, it was, it was like, look, you did it again. We did it again. And, um, you know, if I get to do that three times a year, four times a year, just like you say, every year, every season, I get to look up and go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I feel so lucky. I was going to ask what your wins were, but I think that pretty much is the win right there, right? Like yeah. getting to the end and yeah. going, look at what I just did. And I yeah. did it. Yeah. And what is that expression? You know, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. 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 I feel, I feel that very true about that. I love it. I, I just, uh, I want to know as well, when you told people initially with Bikini Comp, uh, <laughs> What did they, how did they react? Were they like, are you serious? Yeah. That's what probably yeah. was for a lot of people, right? And <laughs> you'd be like, what are other people going to think? Like, I'm going to, oh, yeah, I want to go join a circus or, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> right. I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna be a juggler. Yeah. It, you know, and this is the other great thing I think about the FUI. And this is why the book is not called Amaze um, the F out of your friends and family or your CEO. It's called the Amaze the F out of yourself because I feel that we spend so much time on socials. We look so much towards external validation and we all have a secret dream inside of us that makes no sense to anyone else. And that's great. Go do that thing because you're not here to people please all the time. And especially as, you know, if, if we've reached this level in our adulthood or we've had kids or we're looking after family members or we hold down a job, we're always accountable to somebody else. We're always operating on someone else's agenda. We do that um, in ways we don't even recognize and subconscious ways as well. So for me, it's almost a form of shadow integration work, um, which I'm a big fan of, which is what is that thing you have always wanted to do that maybe other people don't really get? Do it. Don't ask permission. <laughs> Just go do it. Now, did it help that I had a supportive family? Absolutely. What husband isn't going to say, yeah, sure. It'd be great if you're a bikini cop, babe, you know, 
what he'd be nuts to. But I did have family members that were, you know, confronted by it, um, who thought maybe it was, uh, I was too thin. They were concerned that there was going to be, you know, people were going to view me a certain way. Um, I recognize that and I acknowledge that with them, but I didn't let it stop me because this is something that I wanted to do. And it made no sense, none, <laughs> but something that made no sense ended up opening up my lives in ways I could not have imagined. It's so, so cool. And, you know, everyone, I highly recommend getting your hands on the book. I, there is a lovely mention of my name too, which is very cool. Uh, <laughs> I had to get my copy signed. Well, yeah, having Jen as well to my meetup, which is super exciting to have her in person. That's where I'm going to meet her for the first time in person, which after <laughs> chatting so weekly Zoom since like October last year, it's um it's crazy. But because, yeah, we didn't get to the same um, event because I had a clash. Something else came up the same weekend as the Ken's Fries Festival. I'm like, ah, I can't. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I was definitely celebrating in spirit and I was so excited when I heard that it was published and it was out there. It felt like. A little part of me was like, this is my baby too, you know. <laughs> it definitely is. And Leanne's also listed as a co-contributor to the book because she absolutely is. And another point is that it actually has five expert contributors to the book um, from industries as diverse as software development. There's a CFO um, in there. There's a, a professional coach. She has a master's in coaching. So she talks a bit around why having a coach is so important. There's another woman who's an expert in um lunar numerology and embedded numerology so there's some fantastic just expert you know external points of view than me it's not it's not just what I think it's well what what do some other people think about this theory and why could it work that that lunar numerology stuff that was really fascinating actually yeah. that was really, really <laughs> cool because it, it kind of goes into like when is the right time to start your goals um so Look, it really can be any time, um, but it did kind of say like winter was a little bit harder, didn't it? It was well, depending on what you're trying to achieve. So that's yes. an interesting one. Holly was trying; her example was that she was trying to write a book or finish her master's or something during winter, and she found that it it wasn't working with her personality wise. I'm just about to. I've been on a building phase for the next fitness competition I'm going to undertake, which will be a lot longer than the 14 to 16 weeks. But we're about to go into winter. And I'm about to start um, going into calorie deficit. To me, that that makes perfect sense. You know, winter is when you slow down, when you start um, walking a little bit, the days get darker. Um, it makes sense to me that I'll be kind of dwindling myself down. Whereas when spring comes, I'll be ready to um, to gain again. Yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. um, anything else you want to add that we haven't covered? Just why people should try the Atfilly approach to amaze the fuck out of themselves. Look, it's a, it's a really quick read. My husband read it in three hours. He's not a reader. He's a listener. So he read it in three hours. It's it's meant to be engaging. It's incredibly conversational. It's not supposed to be a big, heavy lift. It really is just, you know, get that fun back in your life. Get that joy back in your life. Re-engage with yourself as the center of your own universe. Be your own main character. Um, you know, life's too short. So I just really encourage people to pick up a copy and see what you can do. Reach out to me and um, let's get your story in the success stories, the next book. Yay. And there's going to be a kid's book too, which is very, very awesome. Yes. Um, but yes, so I will definitely put in the show notes, don't worry, or where you can buy it. You can obviously just look up Jennifer Hill or um, what's the, the URL? You can just tell yeah, us Yeah, so you can go to atfui.com um, or you can go to Jennifer H. Hill, which is my author site. 
Perfect. And that at Fui, A-T-F-O-O-Y. Yep. Yes, get on to it. Uh, but thank you so much for joining me, Jen. Um, yeah, like as everyone can tell, like yeah, our energy match was awesome. So when we got introduced <laughs> by Nick, thank you. Um, it was, yeah, it was definitely, it was a, a good, good match. So absolutely. And to anybody that's considering working with Leanne, she is so easy and personable to work with. I highly recommend. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks so much. Oh, I was talking to someone just um, the other day actually about the book idea uh it's a memoir I'm like oh okay memoir that's a whole other thing not <laughs> self-development mm. or business development but I just felt like these ideas just float in my mouth in terms of the structure and the angle and she's like oh that's a good idea I'm like oh okay good yeah, to- good to yeah and you, so you, you asked about the coach earlier you know and the current coach I'm working with she says to me I'm very intuitive I work intuitively I'm not even going to know what we're going to be doing next week necessarily so that's fine yeah, that, that's no yeah. problem. You work the way you work best and I'll follow your lead. That's it. I think a lot of us intuitively, I'm like, oh, that doesn't fit right. And then yeah. I know what I'd want to read. And I think that's when you are writing a book, you have to think about <laughs> um, what's in it for the reader. And, yes. you know, I did I did cut some of your darlings you out because, yep. oh, I just this is a lovely story about your family, but just why should this reader keep going? Um, that but, was yeah incredibly valuable advice awesome and the book's better for it it worked out really well and the the end product is awesome so uh yes get your hands on it thank you jen and thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast please remember to share it and leave a review where you can uh even leave a google review if you can't navigate around the podcast review stuff i can never do that either uh and i hope to see you next time on the show but yes don't be afraid to live your best possible life see you next time thank you lynn